Greetings, this is Radio Sega, and you are now listening to The Sega Lounge. Join the conversation in the IRC chat room by going to radiose.ga slash IRC and on Twitter by mentioning at Radio Sega or using the hashtag the Sega Lounge. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. I'm David, a.k.a. KC, live from Portugal and uh, on... The other, not exactly the other side of the world, but the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. We have Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh hi. Uh, apparently, I'm a beauty and a beast, according to what Casey said before, just before the show. So I mean, you know, you are the whole package. Yeah. No, I don't know. I am. I never know anything anymore. <laughs> believe in yourself, show, my friend. Yeah, believe in yourself. <laughs> no, just like tales. Not mine. <laughs> So, joining us tonight, we have uh, James. Hello, James. Hi there, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, and you're also on the other side of the, the Atlantic Ocean. I am. I'm coming uh, at you live from Toronto in Canada. Awesome. So, uh, f for two weeks in a row, we have Canadian uh, guests on the Sega Lounge. So, it's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, that's uh, good. We're taking over. Yeah, yeah. Canada for the win. Uh, <laughs> But yes, so this week uh, we'll uh, continue uh, with our uh, musical guest streak uh, after we had the Blast Processors last week. Um, so we'll talk to James about his band, uh, Villainest. Am I pronouncing this correctly? You're, you're pronouncing it perfectly, Casey. Awesome, awesome. So we'll talk about Villainest. As usual, though, if you're listening to us, um, this is a pre-recorded show, but... Uh, we may stop by the IRC, so join us at radiose.ga forward slash IRC. Uh, join everyone there. Maybe we'll be around and we can comment on what's happening. Uh, you can also tweet at Radio Sega and use the hashtag the Sega Lounge. So either way, uh, try to interact with us. We'll also give you a tweet and uh, uh, a message over in the IRC. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we're famous, so maybe we'll, we won't respond. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> not, good yeah, yeah. Don is a bit of a douche, so so yeah. Uh, <laughs> joking, joking, joking. We we love you, Donny. Donny. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So uh, I think I've, I've mentioned everything before we start the interview, though. Uh, and since there's there hasn't been uh, much news, right, this week, Donny. Nope, there hasn't really been much news. Yeah, so... It's that uh, time of the year where you just don't get any news at all. But then again, that's pretty much how the year has been, so... I mean. So, this week's news, there's no news. Discuss. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so, since okay. there's no news... Sometimes you need a week like that. <laughs> exactly, sometimes exactly. When, sometimes when Sega doesn't make news, it makes me feel strange and yet lazy because I don't need to write anything... Therefore, I can just relax and not do anything. And yeah. when it does make news, when Sega does make news, it makes me feel angry because then I can no longer be lazy. And exactly. I, you have to enjoy the calm before the storm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, 
I, I feel like when it comes to expressing my disdain and having to work, it really does confuse people. Maybe like right now, but you know, I mean... <laughs> no one's confused. I'm not confused. I no, I, I hate yeah, Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But, uh, by the way, um, Sonic Lost World was released. We talked about this uh, last week, but uh, it was released this Monday, I believe, on Steam. So uh, it was released... That's the PC port, right? Yeah. yeah. On Monday. So. Yeah, Monday. So, uh, have you guys tried it? Uh, I'm a little bit behind the times. I haven't played it. I think the last Sonic game that I played was Generations, which I love, by the way. Uh, yeah, you did good, though, because... <laughs> is that right? Actually, I, I like Lost World. I played it. I played the, the Wii U version, as I mentioned yeah. last week. I don't plan on getting the Steam version because I'm not a big PC gamer, but uh, but I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I'm not many people did. I like though. the visuals a lot. Yeah, it's it's a fun game, I think. Sure, and the music's awesome. Like the, it seems like the right direction visually for me. Yeah, yeah. If I was to choose, I think Donnie's played it though, right? Yeah, I've played it. I've gone up to, I think it was Tropical... Resort? Name no, Tro- not Resort, Tro- that's Colors. Tropical. Yeah, um, Tropical... The place where there are trees. Uh, yeah. I see, that, that narrows it down a bit. The tropical yeah, place with, with trees, <laughs> right. Zone 1, okay. It's the area after Desert Ruins, whatever. But yeah. uh, I've gotten up that far so far, and it's not bad. I... I it, it has le- it, they removed more stuff from quite a bit of stuff from this compared to the Wii U version like the circus minigames are gone the Yoshi and um, uh, Zelda levels are gone those free DLC levels mm-hmm. uh, the animal requirements are a lot lower and they, de- they definitely removed more stuff from the game but overall I, I think it is an improvement from the Wii U version because controls are better and you don't need to rely on the lead, like those motion controls anymore, so... Oh, I see. There were motion controls on the Wii U version. <laughs> I don't remember that. I think you could toggle them on and off, right? I, I don't remember motion controls. Is it just me? Perhaps. Don't look at me, don't I? Yeah, I don't oh. know. And by the way, it's Tropical Coast. I just googled it, so there you go. Tropical Coast. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's that's the big news of the week. Sonic Lost World is is out. So if you if you're into that kind of stuff, go to Steam and uh, download the, the thing. Uh, and if you're listening to Radio Sega, there's a good chance that you are into that sort of stuff. Probably, quite pro- possibly. Yeah, not sure. Maybe you're. I hope so. Yeah, or maybe Halo. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so we'll just take a quick break and we'll, we're going to play um, one of Villainous tracks. So we'll uh, start with, let me see my, my notes, we'll start with Evil Party. Anything you'd like to mention about this particular track, James? Yeah, absolutely. This was a track that we released, I think, in, uh, in late July, actually. So uh, probably longer than I think it is now, actually, because uh, the year seems to be going so fast. But this was, uh, this was released as part of the um, Chiptunes Win Volume 4 compilation a short while ago, um, which was a really cool compilation just by, uh, put together by a really great community of Chiptune enthusiasts. And... Uh, we were very grateful to be a part of it. I mean, I mean, and this song is 
um, it's very much a, a distillation of what uh, Villainist is about. Our band um, is... The simplest way to describe it is a kind of uh, Sega Mega Drive based party rock band. So what we uh, what we do is we take original compositions uh, made on the Sega Genesis uh, using a Gen MDM MIDI uh, um, interface, and we add a ton of live instruments over the top of it. So uh, we've got uh, three singers, including myself. We've got guitar, we've got bass, we've got drums, and this song is like really all that it's about. All that this band is about. Uh, it's it's big, it's loud, and hopefully it's catchy. And I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, so we're gonna listen to it and then we'll come back and talk a bit more about Fiddleness. So take a listen to Evil Party. The Sega Lounge will be right back.
is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. You just heard Evil Party. Evil Party. Um, <laughs> by by Villainest. <laughs> you're, you're weekly. That's how that, I yeah. pitched that. That was the tone of voice I used to pitch the song to, to the rest of the band. That, that was Evil Party. It's going to be an evil party. With <laughs> evil ham as well. Um, so yeah. That was a week ago. Halloween's over. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. We're late. We're, we're behind. So yeah. We, we're getting with the time Daylight now. Indeed. Daylight savings happened. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're we're chatting uh, to James, James from Villainists. Um, so you were saying before we 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 played the, the, this track that um, there are how many people uh, on the band? There's five of us. So there's myself, and I would say I'm. Uh, my name is James Harding. I am probably the lead. Um, Sega guy in the band uh, so I'm very happy to be talking with you guys um, so what I do is I play guitar, I sing and I do all of the uh, the Sega Genesis synthesizer programming for Bill Nest and then joining me in the band we have uh, a brother called Yari who plays the drums, we have his brother Kai who plays bass and uh, is also our designer so all of our cover art he does, he does the design for that and we have uh, two singers, uh Uh, Robin and Jill and Jill also plays a keto which is incredibly fun awesome awesome so um, I think that the first question uh, the first obvious question is how uh, did you guys think of actually putting together Villainist and uh, I, you probably were a big Sega fan uh, uh, yes, to, uh, to you just said My mother sent her a picture of me a, a few weeks back. Uh, I must have been six years old, and every single item of clothing I was wearing had Sonic the Hedgehog on it. I was incredible. <laughs> so uh, I, I grew up in England, as you can probably tell from my accent. I'm not actually Canadian. Um, yeah. I, I grew up in Leicestershire in England, and uh, yeah, it's it's very strange. Like Looking at this picture of me in all Sonic gear, Uh, really did kind of make the whole of my life make a lot of sense when I look back on it now. <laughs> exactly. So, how uh, did the idea of creating uh, Villainest come about? Well, I've I've always been uh, I've always been playing guitar in bands and singing. And uh, when I'm I moved to Canada in uh, late 2011, so not too not too long ago. I just hit my four year anniversary there, um, and we. Uh, I played around Toronto in a number of different bands, but none of them were sort of uh, video game based or uh, used too many synthesizers. They're all sort of indie rock based and rock and roll, like really good fun music. But I was in one particular band, and uh, we were playing our last show. The guys were um, the guys were moving away, and in that particular band, and uh, in the audience were some people that I'd, I'd jammed with a couple of times, and they asked me what I wanted to do next. I was a little bit sad about the project that I was in uh, kind of coming to a close. Uh, it was winter, and if you've ever experienced winter in Canada, it is horrifying. <laughs> um, so I was a little bit depressed, and I, I, I said to them at the time, if I want to start another band, I want it to be something that would like just be perfect for me and for the kind of sounds that really speak to me and uh and like i say growing up with sega and sonic and mega drives and uh and master systems like 
there's no sound in terms of music that speaks to me more than uh, than kind of the FM chip of the Sega Mega Drive. And I thought I would love to start a rock band that uh, had that just as its core, like right in the middle of it. And um, and thankfully, I mean, I mean, what are the odds that you would just be in a random place and talk to some people about this idea and they would be immediately into it and on board and everyone got very excited. Uh, so we got together and, uh, and just tried making some noise with it at first. And uh, I won't lie to you, the first sort of six months were a terrible, horrible noise that uh, <laughs> will... Any recordings of those, uh, of those early practices have been burned. And uh, and we'll never see the light of day. But, uh, but you know, you know. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt. But uh, the the Sega Lounge is, is a funny is a funny show because we, we like to um, surprise our our guests. So sure, you were talking about those early recordings. Yes. Uh, would you like to listen to them right now? Oh really? Do you have one? No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure no, I was gonna say I thought I thought yeah. I threw that hard drive into the Canadian winter. <laughs> I was I was uh, testing your your courage That's there. The you almost got me there, Casey. <laughs> I'll remember that. We play we play one of the early tracks and it's just and it's just you playing uh, singing to a baby got back. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's actually a Genesis version on. of that would be awesome. You, yeah, you could just record me at any time during the day, and it's a 50% chance I'll be doing that anyway. <laughs> I'll be sure to ask my, my sources to, <laughs> to do that sometime. Absolutely. I ask the blast process. They probably <laughs> yeah. He, he likes gaming, and you cannot lie. You other pixels can't deny. <laughs> oh, you're sharp. That's good. That was quick. Yeah. I think he's been he's been working on this for the whole the whole <laughs> week. Okay, so I, I interrupted you. Sorry, sorry about that. Go on. Of, of course, I forget where we were, but eventually we we got together and uh, we uh, we actually started sounding pretty good. Like I wrote some very sort of straightforward rock songs with the guys, and uh, we had a couple of songs left over from other projects that had never really seen the light of day. So I used them as a way to kind of get better at MIDI programming and uh, and sort of learning to compose music for the Sega Genesis and using those sounds uh, and I got like thankfully I hope I got better and better and we ended up with some stuff that sounded really cool uh, and then we we did our first single played a few gigs around Toronto and we're, we're, we're still doing that awesome awesome so by the way um, wh what would you say uh, are your biggest influences as a band Casey Our biggest influence, uh, that's, a, that's always a tough one. I mean, I, I swear for the whole, uh, like for pretty much my whole life, I'm 28 now, um, I have been running around and I don't think a week goes by where I don't hum one of the tunes from Sonic 2 in my head. Uh, who, who was the guy that, uh, that composed for that? It was the fella from, uh, uh Dreams. Not KC, Donnie. Shut up, Donnie. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Masato Nakamura, Nakamura yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, he's fantastic. And the um, in terms of Sega Genesis music, um, is it Yuzo Koshiro who, uh, awesome. who did the Streets of Range soundtracks as well? Yeah. If you listen to Villainous tracks, you'll hear a lot of uh, very Streets of Rage style uh, samples coming in, especially in like the program drums. And then, but I mean, the idea to kind of fuse it as a rock band. Um, I came from 
I, well, I was always very into uh, Nine Inch Nails growing up, and especially when I was in university. I loved the way that they fused kind of noisy guitars and synthesizers. And then I got the idea to use uh, video game consoles uh, from a, a, a Japanese uh, rock band called Polysix. Uh, who I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. They use a lot of uh, video game type synthesizers. I'm not sure if they use consoles, but it's, it's very bleepy and like loud and high energy. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love that band so much. Yeah. Right. And my next two questions were uh, favorite Mega Drive soundtracks and composers. So, <laughs> that settles oh, right. it. <laughs> Way ahead of you. Don't exactly. Worry. Uh, exactly. I, I I did sneak a look at that question sheet just so it's it's sure. it's all about the blast processing. Uh, <laughs> it absolutely is. There's no there's nothing like there's a little bit of dirt. They, <laughs> um, I have I have the uh, I've, like I say I have a Gen MDM like uh, MIDI interface for the Genesis. And I also have uh, a Yamaha FB01, which is a synthesizer, which is supposed to be very similar in sound. To the to the Genesis, I, I picked it up when I was starting out in programming, and uh, and do you know what they are the same, but there's just something about the I, I guess it must be the blast processing. In yeah, the drive. It's like that's the sound that I love. I just love that sound so much. You know, it's it's uh, weird because most people I think uh, actually prefer the 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 Super NES or. Other, the, the Nintendo uh, sound chips yeah, to the, to the, the, the Sega ones. And and I've found that more and more since moving to Canada. I mean, I think England, strangely enough, was uh, it always seemed more of a Sega country to me. And then I, I moved over here, and uh, it seems that to me that the majority of people uh, are really into the Super NES, uh, in, and especially with the music. But uh, I don't know. It's a little bit too clean for me. I, there's there's a grit to the uh, to the Mega Drive sound that I really think gives it some character that nothing else has. Yeah, I, I think the fact that uh, supposedly the, the the Super NES chip was more powerful than the the Mega Drive, the Genesis one. Um, so I think the the composers actually had to be more creative and inventive when. Uh, using or uh, composing music for for that chip, and so I think I, I think most soundtracks to uh, Mega Drive games actually reflect that the the genius, I, I, the creative genius of composers. I absolutely agree with you. There's there's a freedom, and I found this with uh, with trying to compose for the band. Uh, is that there is a There's a freedom in limitation, uh, and it's the same thing where you know if you get a menu, uh, say, and it's unlimited, and it, there's every meal that you want on it. You like you don't choose something. You never make a, a full decision because yeah. you're just looking at all the possibilities. Whereas I don't know, there's something about a limited palette to to draw from that actually really fuels creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really have, it, it's a, a challenge actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You need to live up to the challenge, right? So, um, apart from from um, you, you mentioned Nine Inch Nails, right? Uh, as other yes. musical influences, any yes. other bands, composers, etc. Oh well, uh, kind of growing growing up, all I wanted to do was be Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> 
And and then I learned that I wasn't slashing Guns N' Roses, <laughs> and that's when I got into Nine Inch Nails because they didn't care whether you could play a guitar solo or not. <laughs> that was that was my thing. A lot of my sort of compositional Im- influences. Um, they don't necessarily come from that. Like I certainly get a lot of influence from the sound of the Sega Mega Drive, but a lot of uh, a lot of what I try and do is draw uh, draw influences from the rock bands that I liked and that I enjoyed, um, kind of growing up, and try and translate some of those sensibilities to the to the Mega Drive. And uh, I think it really works that way. I think it's really good fun. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, guide us through a, a, a typical, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know how, how much time you, you guys spend together in the composing, or who does the composing, if it's mostly you, or if... It's, it's mostly me that does the programming. Uh, okay. Like, a song, or a beat, or an idea can kind of come from anywhere within the five of us. Um, I think... Uh, I think you said we might be listening to a song called Mixtape Later, which was composed by Jill, who's our guitar player. Um, and she really goes into places that uh, I wouldn't think so. Like, I'm a very sort of loud and, like, uh, kind of limited songwriter in that sort of way. But, like, she's got a, a real sort of musical sensibility to it, to her. Uh, and her ideas, like, come completely out of left field for me, and I love it. Right. So, uh, would you say... How does the, the creative process uh, start? Uh, with uh, you, with, with a bit? It, it, it could, there are usually two ways that we do it. It usually either starts with all of us in a room um, and, it, and then we're all playing at the same time. I'm trying to come up with keyboard parts on the fly and play guitar at the same time and try and think of some good vocals. And usually, if we have, say, a three-hour jam session or something, we'll start off with like really just a lot of noise that makes no sense and then hopefully by the end <laughs> of the jam we'll have at least a piece of an idea that really uh comes together and works um like that's one way that we do things another one if i'm if i'm composing or if we haven't seen each other in a while uh then i will try and sit down and make something a little bit more considered using the uh sega genesis um, and then I'll bring that as a fully formed idea to the band and we try and think of cool ways to add guitars and drums to it uh, and really kind of give it some uh, some punch. Yeah, I, I was asking this because I, I feel that, uh, at least in, in some of the tracks, uh, not just the ones we're playing tonight, but uh, and we'll, we'll have the chance of... Uh, letting everyone know uh, all the links they can follow to to check you out, but um, sure. but uh, I, I think in in some of the tracks, uh, at, at least I felt the the cheap tunes were were actually the the central part of, of the song, you know, yes. like like the the um, I don't know like the the, the structure the, the the skeleton, and Absolutely, the rest is yeah, like the meat and bone and not the bones, <laughs> the the organs yeah. and. The, the, the skeleton flash. is the best way to describe it actually with like when I what I really want for this band and like sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're less successful is to really have the chiptune side of it be uh, like you say the skeleton or the backbone to it uh, like and on that you put uh, you put the kind of meat of uh, everyone sort of playing the live instruments and that's where it really becomes like an interesting live performance and that's mm-hmm. where the songs kind of come alive but I 
I really think that the the chip tune side of it is like really at the core of it, and it's it's central, and you can't you you really couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, and it, it, that that's what makes your your music awesome, actually. I think. Uh, oh, thank you. And, and unique, you know, because. Um, And that, that's actually uh, another thing I, I wanted to talk about because you, you chose not to. Uh, s some, some bands, uh, like for example, the Blast Processors, cover Sega songs uh, yes, and yes, other that's songs. Right. And, uh, you you went with, a with a different, in a yeah. different direction, right? You went with uh, doing your own original compositions and, and songs. Uh, why is that? Um. Really, because I, th I think growing up, uh, and especially sort of on my earlier days on the internet, I spent a lot of time on uh, OC Remix, uh, listening to loads of really cool interpretations of video game music. I used to listen to it, and I never thought that it was something that I could do. Not that I didn't have the skill or anything. I probably didn't have the skill, but... Uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed it, and it was something that I listened to kind of in my leisure, and then I would go off and I'd write my own songs. Uh, so it really was just about uh, when I write music, I, I kind of want to express something about uh, myself or how I'm feeling, uh, and I know it's true for the other guys as well. And I just, I heard all of the great bands uh, that, that do uh, covers or arrangements of video game music like the Blast Process are fantastic like they they come up with song ideas from just like themes that run through the games but they sound similar and recognizable but completely different and I, I think there's a real talent to that and uh, mm -hmm. I, I love that and then there's other there's other great bands that do it um, like I love the uh, Lonely Rolling Stars album, and then there's oh, we played a show recently with OC University, and they did yeah. such a fantastic cover of uh, the Wave Race theme from the N64, and I, I love watching that kind of music. But with me, whenever I'm creating, like I really want to try and make something that expresses kind of where I am or where we are, and make something original. Awesome, awesome. What about the lyrics? Um, uh, what's the lyrics? Are, where sorry. does the, the inspiration come from for, for the lyrics? Uh, the lyrics in the middle, I, and it was. I started off thinking uh, when when I started this band because it's kind of a ridiculous concept, right? To uh, to add Mega Drive music to rock music, and you can't really uh, you can't have a Mega song particularly and then have like a really soft emotional like lyrical style so I really <laughs> thought it would be a good like, you could try I, I, I'm open to hearing it but um, what I wanted to do really was kind of go into almost character work um, but I don't know I guess because I, I you know I'm so full of myself in some way or like because <laughs> I really want because You know, I always end up writing about what I'm thinking about at the time. I mean, a song, a song like "Evil Party," uh, which we've just heard, uh, the lyrics really are kind of character-based. It's about, um, but it's also based around the kind of things that I think about a fair bit. Like, uh, it's it's about the central character to a song like "Evil Party" is a villain 
but approaching them from a human uh, perspective. Like, this is a villain, but uh, he can't afford the rent on his fortress anymore. <laughs> like, the, the economy is terrible. Like, what's he going to do? Like, they're, they're charging him money. He doesn't have it. Like, so, you know, he's an evil guy. Like, what's the end to evil? You don't get into evil to make money. You just are evil. <laughs> and, so, and so, like, I, I just really like themes like that. And I like kind of coming at sort of almost cartoon characters from like a, a more realistic perspective and you'll find like with our first single we did a, a first, our first single was called Welcome to Paranoid Island and um, and that was the same thing that was about friend, like the, it, like that song is about people who are enemies but then they kind of look at each other and they go like what the what the heck would we do without each other like if you weren't there I would be completely bored <laughs> yeah That, that's actually fun <laughs> yeah I like awesome. that and there's, there's a couple of songs like that um, there's a song there's a song that we released on vinyl called Fight on a Theme and that's kind of a continuation of that idea those, those songs go really well together awesome awesome Right. So um so yeah, I think we've been we've been chatting for for a bit. Um we actually do have a surprise for you uh, later on during okay. the show. Uh, but okay. before that, I think we'll just um play um play a couple of tracks. We'll we'll play two more right now. Take a quick music break. Um we'll play we'll, we'll start with Fights on a Theme and then we'll play your cover of The Hit. Anything you'd like to mention about these two tracks? Perfect. Yes, uh, fight on a theme is side A of a um, of a release that we actually had pressed on vinyl. Uh, if uh, any of your listeners enjoy it and they would like to buy it, it is horrendously cheap, and they can find that on our Bandcamp page. Um, our cover of the hit is by a Toronto band um, called Tupperware Remix Party. Uh, who, who are doing great things in the city. They actually just uh, played with uh, Chris Hadfield, uh, the astronaut who did the uh, Space Oddity cover on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, they were his house band for the evening last week, which is really exciting. Um, and they're, they're great guys, and we, we've had an opportunity to play with them a, a while ago. And I really like their music, and I think it really translates well to the uh, Genesis style and that's more of a this is more of a pure chip tune cover yeah definitely yeah uh, the original was um, uh, the Tupperware remix party right in the Ninja Sex Party yeah, Tupperware as well. remix party uh, featuring Ninja Sex Party exactly yeah that's so right. we'll take a listen to that as well but first fight on a theme uh, we'll be right back with more uh, with James on the Sega Lounge and you know that dreaded moment Uh, that all our guests have to go through. Don't go anywhere, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to Radio Sega. Be afraid. <laughs> oh my god.
You're listening to the Sega Lounge with SSF 1991 Donnie. and KC only on Radio Sega.
So welcome back. This was the hit, uh, the villainest cover, the 16-bit cover of of the hit, uh, awesome track right there. So we're back on the Sega Lounge, and uh, this week we're talking to James Harding, uh, a villainest, and uh, we've been uh, learning more about the band and uh, their inspiration and uh, their creative process. But you know, uh, James, every time someone co comes on the Sega Lounge. As I said before, we have a surprise. Yes. So we, we have something called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Oh boy, I should have done my homework. <laughs> Indeed you should. Um, <laughs> so okay, lay, lay it on me, Casey. Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Right, so, the Sega Lounge Challenge this week, since, you know, uh, um, let me just grab my, uh, uh, my, my phone and read the email. One of the emails we... we Actually, yeah. Uh, you sent me this reply. I'm the chief Sega guy for the brand for the band. You said. That's, so, uh, that's fair to say. Yeah. Will I be eating those words? This, uh, so, so I, I thought. Oh, a chief. Yeah, a chief Sega guy. So we need we need to to test test this 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 need statement. To watch my yeah, yeah. In the future, you need to. Be more careful, because you know. Education is key. I'm loving this. <laughs> uh, hashtag seg education is is what you need. Um, oh boy! <laughs> but uh, so I, I thought let's let's do some Mega Drive uh, themed questions, some preview questions. Sure. Okay. Um, and so let's test let's test James your your seg education. I will. Yeah. I will uh, preface this by saying I, I. I like to think I know a fair bit about a few games, but I was not a rich man. <laughs> so. Okay. 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 So uh, I don't know. Let's see. I, I have a few questions, but uh, let's try and get um, uh, three correct answers. Three. We'll correct see. Answers. We'll, we'll let's see. Let, let's let's aim for three, and we'll see if how you how you're doing. Yeah. So sure. let's start with uh, with an easy one. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what's uh, the game released in 1992 in which the Earth is being invaded by an alien foe and it's up to his hero to save his pod and the planet? To save his pod? Yeah. Keyword pod. And his pod. planet. So, uh, a game released in 1992. <laughs> the Earth is being invaded by an alien foe. It's up to this hero, or to the hero. It's like 80% of Mega Drive games. That's the pod thing, isn't it? I can't... <laughs> alien invasion is pretty much like the reason that the Sega Genesis was invented. <laughs> KC, you've got me. I don't know. I'm, I, I'd hate to... Try and throw a bunch of names at you. I just, I just don't. Just, know. just get a, throw a, a guess at me, and we'll see. Alien invasion. See, it's, see, the one that comes to mind. And I know this is incorrect because I think I was 95 with Red Star, which is one of my favorite games. 
Yeah. Mine too. But it's not. It's not. It's not. What was it? It's not. Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin! Oh my god. Which, by the way, is impossible. Have you ever tried to tried to complete that? It, it's not, it can't be done. You know, I, I sold my copy of the game when I was a kid. <laughs> I, 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 I traded it for a, 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 an even more obscure game called Green Dog. The Bleached Green Surfer Dog, I remember Dude. that. Really? Really? I do, yes. Well, I, I don't think I ever owned it. I remember being around a friend's house and it was that's a very obscure game. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're the first person uh, that, that actually recognizes it. Sorry, I don't. I, I'm not sure if I got it at the time, but I. He was. Uh, but I don't know. There was. There was something. Something very. Uh, sort of. Yeah. About Green Dog. He I was. He was a, a, a surfer dude, as the title implies. Yeah. He he got cursed. Like the human version of Cool Spot. Yeah, but but worse, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not uh, looking back nowadays, and I've replayed it, uh, being older, and it's not that bad. But it's okay, not a, a great game. But uh, but actually, I've uh, I came back to Echo uh, a few years later and played Echo Two, and completed it. Oh yeah, the tides completed of it. time. Yeah, the tides of time. And I've actually uh, got back to Echo One uh, on the 3DS. With the, the 3D classics uh, oh, version. Oh, they release that? I yeah. Could, I could try that. Like, I think I could get into that. I, I completed the game without any cheats, but you can use the what they call the Super Dolphin mode. You're invincible, oh, or, and you have... Uh, you, you don't run out of air, so it's easier that way. Oh, the, yeah, it was the running out of air, and I think I remember reading an interview with the fellow that created it, and... Uh, And uh, I mean, and I played this as a kid, and I remember reading a quote from him that said something to to the extent of, uh, "Yeah, I didn't want this to be easy. Like, this wasn't for kids. Like, <laughs> like you really have to bring it if you want to beat this game." I was just like, "Oh right, a video game for kids." Yeah, 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 yeah. Swim slowly. Swim slowly past eight arms. Yeah. Yeah, I never forget that. Yeah, oh, That's right. I never forgot forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's you know, let's I... do another. Let's do another. Sure. Uh, okay. This this time we'll go with with a, a really easy one. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. So. This the, the cartridge of this game was the first to feature lock-on technology. Oh, that was Sonic Knuckles, of course. With Blue Sphere, uh, uh, like for all of the for all of the different games that you put on top of it. Mm -hmm. Are you are, are you sure? Is that your oh, final answer? Don't tell me there was another one before it. I'm just asking if that's your final oh, answer. I, I like I feel pretty sure they were very up on the lock-on technology when they released that game. And that's correct. Obviously, yes. obviously, Go obviously. One. Yeah. So oh. one down, two to go. Two to go. I'm okay. not gonna get kicked out of Sega Land yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is a pretty obscure, obscure one. No, I, I'm gonna leave this one for, for later. Let's go with this <laughs> one. Okay, so um, this is um, this was originally a, a, an arcade video game released in 1989. Okay, for the System 16B ar arcade hardware, side-scrolling beat-em-up hack and slash game. Okay, one of the characters. Uh, was called Gilius Thunderhead. That 
is Golden Axe. I know it. I it must see. Be. Is it though? Oh, yes. Is it though? He's the he's the uh, he's the short green guy with the beard. And that is correct. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, well done, well done. Well I was, done. I was playing uh, Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed, and I think I unlocked him. And uh, <laughs> he's, he's a good one to race at. So I'm not too keen on his handling, but he's a, he's a good racer. Good old Gilius. Gilius Thunderhead. Exactly. And you'd, you'd, uh, you'd gather around a campfire and then beat up little guys that like would come and steal your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So next one. Okay. Uh, this is amazing. Um, this game was a vertical scrolling shooter with a sci-fi and fantasy hentai theme. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> once the player passed the level and defeated the level boss, a scene involving one of four beautiful women would follow, resulting... <laughs> resulting... <laughs> And I'm not making this up. In the loss of 90% of the woman's clothes. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is a Mega Drive game. Donnie, is KC having me on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he must be. Like, I am... You know what? I don't know that one, KC, but I'm, I'm not too ashamed to not know it, if you, if you follow me. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, it was only released in Japan. I, I just learned about it. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this is called this game is called Divine Ceiling. <laughs> oh, it sounds so ceiling oh ceiling as in seal. Um, so <laughs> not the the thing above your your head. Um, but yeah, so apparently once you you defeated the level boss, you would find uh, one of four beautiful women, and then. Something happened. I don't know what, but uh, they would lose ninety percent of their clothes. <laughs> right, you are. Well, you can't. You I, can't make this I stuff know up. I'm spending all of my import money on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next one. Oh, you, you only yeah, need one uh, more. Less, less, less hands I hopefully in this. Yeah, one, uh, I might know. Yeah. yeah, obviously, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> 1995 game. Okay. You play as Sketch Turner, who is trapped inside his own comic book and has to fight his own creations. Yes, is that Comic Zone? So you said Comic it's Zone. The guy who gets sucked into a comic book. I know that much. There can't be too many of those. Is that your final answer? It, it, it must be. <laughs> I don't know any others. That is correct. It's Comic yes. Zone, indeed. So that, you have that game looks amazing. Really? Like it still looks good. Th this is one of those games that I never completed without uh, using uh, the cheats. So hard. Yeah, so hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's a, a nice game. Really. I, th I think along with Echo, that was another one where they made it sort of deliberately hard. <laughs> like, they they, they really wanted to get the hardcore people to to. To put their time in, yeah, and uh, amazing soundtrack as well, rock soundtrack. Yes, I, I haven't listened to that by I believe yeah. Howard Drossen, I think. Howard Drossen, he did the yeah. um, he did what did he do? He did Sonic Spinball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he had he had an amazing album out actually, uh, like sort of based on a lot of his sonic work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh god, he did a track called Chaos Jam, and that's an, like that is legitimately a fantastic song. Hmm. I need to check it out. I don't think you I'm, I'm do. familiar yeah, with that. And, uh, I, Chaos Jam is the name of the track. I'm not. I can't remember what okay. the album's called. I will look it up later. Yeah, something to play Chief on Radio Sega. Sega. Guy, guys, did not eat my words. <laughs> yeah, Chief Sega guy. So yeah, uh, well done, well done. You have earned the Sega Lounge seal of approval. So well done, well done. Yuji <laughs> Naka will not be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. And you not know, uh, speaking of uh, Sonic Spinball, it is actually um, Donny's favorite game of all time. Of all time. Yay. He's uh, he's actually uh, known as DJ Spinball. Oh, I, can, I can feel your enthusiasm, Dan. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very, it's my favorite game. <laughs> you're, you're actually quite good at the game nowadays. Yeah, I, d- do you know what? Like, I actually played that. Um, a, a, fr- a friend loaned me. Uh, actually, no, Yari uh, from Villainous uh, loaned me his uh, his copy of Sonic Spinball a few weeks ago, and I was I was having a go. I remember being terrible at it, but this time around, I at least got to like level three. I, I think that's that's the, the level I get to as well. <laughs> I don't think I've ever finished the game. The level four. I just think they made level three really hard. Yeah, that's actually the end of the game. Yeah, that's spoilers. I'm sure Level that's three, not yeah. True, but, uh, but, but, it would, but it's a fun game. It's more fun than I remember it to be. Yeah, it's it's actually quite fun, I think. Yeah. Donnie has lots of fun with the game. Yeah. He plays it all the time. Yeah, he, he loves it. Yeah. It's true. I married the game. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Donnie Spinball. That's your name these days, right? Now you took you yes. took the last name. Exactly, exactly. Funky action. <laughs> right, so um, getting back to, uh, and we're, we're close to, to finishing the, the interview, um, and before we play another track, um, would you like to talk about your, your live shows, your concerts? Our live shows, absolutely. Uh, we have not really played outside of Ontario in Canada, but if you are in Ontario and Canada, I think you'd have a really good time watching us uh, because it's very loud. Uh, we, we get the Sega Genesis up, we get it running, uh, and we play along to it as loud and as, as fast as we can. Not too fast because the Genesis is keeping time, <laughs> uh, but, we, but we jump around. It's very high energy. I think you'd have a fantastic time. We do have a show in Toronto at a venue called Cherry Colas on November the 18th. Uh, that's a Wednesday. We're playing with a synth band called Ausfunkt, and uh, we're actually looking for a third, uh, uh, second support act. So uh, if you happen to be in Toronto and you want to play a gig with us, uh, shoot me an email or uh, talk to me on Twitter. I would like to hear from you. Uh, but we are playing Cherry Colas uh, on Wednesday the 18th, and uh, hopefully... Uh, I think we were talking about the, with the Blast Processors a few days ago about maybe doing uh, another show uh, with them very shortly. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, how does the public react to, to your, your music, actually? I don't um, know. Which kind of venues do you, do you play at, by the way? 
Uh, we played in a couple of like we played all around Toronto. Really, uh, we've we've played at a lot of different pl uh, places, like legendary venues. Actually, uh, like the uh, we played at the El Macambo with Blast Processes, uh, which is actually where like the Rolling Stones had a really infamous gig uh, in the in the seventies there, and uh, that was a great experience. Uh, we've played around, so we we actually like to. Uh, we like to play for different types of crowds. Uh, we've been lucky enough to play at um, kind of more nerd conventions like Com Bravo invited us to play this year and we had a really good time with that. Uh, but then, but there's, I'll, I'll tell you Casey, there's, there's nothing quite like being on a regular like indie rock night and then busting out what we do on stage <laughs> and like people don't know what to expect but uh, I've, I've never had bad feedback from it. Like people, whether they love it or not, like it's definitely nothing like they've seen before. Awesome, awesome. Do you actually cover uh, any Sega songs on your shows? I tell you, we don't uh, we don't cover any Sega songs because a lot of the time we play with the blast processes and they do that so well that we don't want to uh, <laughs> we don't want to step on their toes. So yeah, that's that, that's their that's their uh, business. But I'll, we do do uh, we do do some covers. Uh, we, we we've covered. We've covered some famous themes uh, like the Sailor Moon uh, cartoon thing. We've covered that uh, a bunch of times. People go crazy for that, Casey. I'm awesome. not lying. Like people awesome. love that song. It's about 90 seconds long, and it gets like the best reception of the night. Like every time we play it. And we also do. Uh, I, I know. I know. One of our listeners is is going to enjoy that. Uh, oh yeah. The, yeah. We we haven't done like a, we haven't recorded a full band version of it, but I'd really like to because it's really good. You really fun. need to. Uh, we, if, we've, We've if if, if, if Tom if Tom from the, the Sega Addicts is listening to us, he's gonna enjoy that very much. Oh, I, big I, shout I, out to uh, Tom. Enjoy, yes. Um, and then uh, probably what we're known for around Toronto is doing uh, is doing a really sort of Sega Genesis uh, um, influenced version of Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Like oh, that nice. Down every time, it's really good fun. Awesome. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. So yeah, if, if you guys are in the vicinity, don't forget November uh, 18th, is it? 18th, that's correct. Yeah, so. Toronto, Cherry Colors. Okay, so... It's on uh, Queen and Bathurst. That's the intersection. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, Sorry, you'll get that. <laughs> I, I, need, I, need, I need to visit <laughs> Canada one day, one day. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to write that down and one day I'll, I'm going to go, Oh, there's Cherry Colors. <laughs> I it, it, it's it's a far cry from Portugal. It's it, it's a, it's quite a ways away, but uh, but um, yeah. You know, ho hopefully, we'll get to play for you one day. Okay. That would be nice. That would be nice. Be lovely. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll take uh, our final quick break. Uh, we'll play mixtape, and when we get back, we'll we're gonna say our goodbyes. We're gonna tell everyone how they can find you guys on the interwebs, and uh, we'll actually play an exclusive track. Uh, first play that oh, you yes. guys uh, are sharing right here on Radio Sega which is really really nice so uh, let's take a listen to Mixtape uh, anything you'd like to share about Mixtape? Uh, yes uh, like I, I mentioned earlier that uh, I, I'm not the only songwriter in the band thankfully because I would be incredibly overworked but uh, <laughs> this, this one is a, this is a great track it's kind of like, uh, in the vein of sort of an 80s like John Hughes ballad uh, type thing um, and it's uh, the girls Robin and Jill they take the lead vocals on this one um, and it, 
it's it's just a really cool, wistful, like, 80s-style track about sort of high school crushes and making mixtapes on cassettes. Awesome. So let's take a listen, and we'll be right back with our uh, after-hours segment of the show, saying goodbye and whatnot. So don't go anywhere. This is the Sega Lounge.
Okay, so that was Mixtape by a Villainist. Welcome back to the show, uh, the final part of the Sega Lounge, this week's Sega Lounge. Uh, and we're here talking to James. Uh, welcome back, James. Hi, um, thanks for having me. So, like I said, we're just back to say goodbye. Uh, where can people find you? On the interwebs. On the interwebs. Uh, well, uh, if you just... Believe it or not, there aren't that many instances of the word villainist on Google, so I think just uh, if you Google us, you'll find us pretty quickly. Uh, but that is spelled B-I-L-L-A-I-N-E-S-T. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Villainist. Uh, we have villainist.com. Uh, we have villainist.bandcamp.com uh, where you can buy t-shirts, where you can buy a vinyl single. Um, also search for the chiptunes equals win volume 4 compilation where evil party you can download that one for free we've got a bunch of free stuff around uh like uh 16-bit covers all around we have a uh i did a uh 16-bit covers album just in the winter of this year just of all bands that i really love um like from Toronto and around the world uh, just doing Mega Drive style covers it's called 16-Bit Sessions Volume 1 and you can find that on our Bandcamp so that's villainous.bandcamp.com yeah I actually uh, saw that and uh, didn't listen to it but I, I, that's actually interesting because I'm planning on doing a, I do another show on, on Radio Sega and I'm planning a special episode with uh, just 16-bit uh, versions of non-Sega tracks in, uh, Ah, well, there's, there's, I think there's 13 on that album, so you should be able to That find will at least come in handy one. Hopefully you'll find <laughs> at least one on there um, Awesome Yeah, there's there's a great uh, there's a cover on there uh, of a song called Queen of Hearts and it's by, uh, it's by a hardcore band uh, so the lyrics are very shouty so in order to emulate the vocals, I used a lot of samples from Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat to kind of get the, the, the screaming sound through. Like, I th- it was a bit of an experiment. I'm not sure if it works. Someone talk to me on Twitter and tell me if I succeeded or not. <laughs> awesome. So be sure to check it out, guys. Awesome. Right, so so that's that. Uh, you also, if you download the podcast, uh, if, at least if you use... I think if you download it via the, the Radio Sega website, uh, you, if you check the, the info on the, the file, you can also check the description. Uh, it, we, we add all the links, all the social media links and Bandcamp links uh, on there every week when we have uh, guests. But uh, if you use uh, the iOS podcasts app or any other Android podcasts app, You'll, you're sure to find the description easily and then you can click the links and just uh, go and check out Villainous Works and uh, you know support the guys and buy some stuff because it's always appreciated um, it is always appreciated I can yeah <laughs> I, I, I was sure you would um, so yeah um, from our part Donnie anything you'd like to say before we say goodbye Funky action. <laughs> Funky action. Um, he delivered, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Any news on Sonic Paradox? Any upcoming projects? Um, there was a that- product that was just released on YouTube. 
It's yeah, Nichols Briefs, right? HD. Well, that and also Sonic the other movie, Star X and stuff. Stomach X is what it's called. And a new episode, the first episode came out. You should check it out. Oh, nice. Actually, I didn't know about that. <laughs> no, it just came out today. Oh, nice. I was probably asleep. Or not. <laughs> or working. Okay, so check that out. What's the the, the YouTube account? Is it youtube.com forward slash Sonic Paradox? There, there's YouTube. There's a new YouTube channel for SP, but there's also... Um, this was uploaded to uh, Reputable Dubbing Pictures. They're the oh, ones that okay. uploaded the uh, the episode of Stomach X. It's beautiful and stuff. <laughs> you should totally check it out. Yep. So check that out. And uh, yeah, uh, from the on the, the Radio Sega side of things, um, we have RSN Live coming after this. Uh, at midnight uh, Western Europe time, so that's uh, seven. Yeah, I think. So yeah, seven p.m. Eastern and uh, four p.m. Pacific. Yeah, yeah, I know my time zones. Um, and uh, and uh, don't forget that we have lots of live shows this coming this weekend. Uh, tomorrow we have Sega Mixer Drive at nine p.m. Um, then we have. Uh, uh, we have Saturday Night Sega at 10 p.m. on Saturday. At uh, 12.30 a.m. on uh, Saturday, we have The Voice of Sega. And uh, I'll be back with The Manic Monday Show this Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, for the full schedule, for the full show programming or the programming schedule, uh, go to radiose.ga forward slash shows. Don't forget forget to follow uh, follow us at Radio Sega on Twitter to uh, find out when there's changes to the live schedule and stuff. Um, and don't forget to to check out Villainist because they're awesome and uh, they they have lots of stuff that you can download and listen to on their Bandcamp. Uh, James, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Casey. It had a really was good time. a real pleasure. And um, we'll finish off with an exclusive track. Would you like to talk about this track? Absolutely. We have uh, we have an EP coming out at the end of the year. Uh, we're producing it ourselves, so there isn't really a release date. It's just whenever I uh, do enough work to finish it. Um, but this is the first track on it. The EP is called A Good Day to Try Hard. Um, this is about... Um, this is about one of the first songs that we ever wrote as a band and we've been dying to record it. Um, it's a really kind of stomping track. There's a big sort of introduction to it. I think it's a really good introduction to what we're about as a band. I hope you really enjoy it. Um, there's, uh, there's kind of everything that you want. The, really the influence for composing this one uh, was uh, I, I cribbed a lot of the sounds from the uh, Sonic 2 boss battle. Like that was what I wanted the feel to be for this. Oh, I need to... So, to so any, any Sonic 2 boss battle fans, I've got your back. Definitely, definitely. So I, I need to listen to this uh, more carefully. Uh, because you know, this is, this is a brand new one. I've I've never I've never shown this to the public before. In fact, yeah. I've only shown a couple of my friends. So uh, 
So this really is an exclusive. It's an honor, an honor. And I have to say, I heard this before. Let me know. I heard this before we recorded the show, and uh, I have to say, this this one was my favorite out of all the ones you picked to for us to play today. Okay, so I'm so that's very good. It sounds like we're on the right track. Yeah, he's obviously lying. It's all lies. I'm obviously lying, yeah, because I, I do that. But uh, but yeah. Tony, <laughs> I was in blissful ignorance for a second. <laughs> this entire interview has been a lie. Yeah. So you know, I had a feeling. You know, the 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 last surprise we have for you is that this is not an interview for Radio Sega. This was all a scam, and uh, okay, so it this, was this nice. This was an interview from my job, and I'm fired. Yeah, yeah. Please give us money. You're you're doing music for a band instead of doing your work. You're fired. <laughs> I would like to say to my work, I did this after hours. <laughs> entire radio station. That's what they all say. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening to the Sega Lounge. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another guest. Who could it be? We don't even know yet, so we'll let you know uh, in the coming days. That's also live. Um, we'll leave you with uh, a good day to try hard uh, by uh, Villainess, an exclusive first play right here on Radio Sega. Be sure to check them out. James, once again, a pleasure to have you on the show. Pleasure Feel free to, to come back Thank whenever you, you want. Awesome. Uh, we'll be back next week, so take care and keep listening to Radio Sega. Bye-bye. Radio Sega exclusive.
Thanks for listening to The Sega Lounge. The show will be available in podcast form shortly. Download it from RadioSega.net, the iTunes Store, or stream it on Stitcher. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.